Are you looking for something different to entertain your kids? Check out a new podcast for children. Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, is a weekly show full of time travel puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. Math is geared towards kids six and up, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. I love how the episodes are under 20 minutes, which was perfect for our drive to school. And my four-year-old really loved the episode, The Pirate Queen. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras' ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and so much more. New episodes drop every Thursday, and I love how engaging, funny, and educational the episodes are. Your kids won't even realize they're learning about math and problem solving. My son even said he wanted to finish the episode on our drive home from school. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. So much of information out there are recommendations. Recommendations I hope you listen to, but you can make rules based on these recommendations. They're not set in stone and you can be flexible if you want. Know the best recommendations for health, safety, and development for kids and make the choices that make sense, understanding that you may adjust rules or make exceptions, and that is okay. Should you completely ignore guidelines and recommendations? No. But can there be some moderation in things like screens and sugar as long as you're balancing overall health and development? Yes, there can be. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. It means so much to read your reviews and ratings. So don't forget to do that if you have not already, or even update your ratings, because that is how the podcast continues to grow. On this solo episode, I am doing a little Monday motivation, chatting about five things I hear parents feel bad about, but they shouldn't. And to be honest, this list can likely be even longer than five things, but I just wanted to talk about these first five things that come to mind that encompass things that I just really want you to let go of guilt, self-shame, all of that, because I want to remind you that you're doing amazing. So let's get into it. The first one I want to chat about is not following all of the recommendations all the time. And listen, I agree safety is important and it's important to know the recommendations and why behind safety recommendations and development recommendations, health recommendations, and proceed to make the best choices for your family, understanding the recommendations, risks, and benefits. Listen to the experts on this and have conversations because everything in the end of the day can be judged. Even within safe sleep, there are some people who go to an extreme and shame others who may do one thing off or you know one thing is not picture perfect, yet that family is looking at safe sleep as a whole. So talking about development stuff, so screen time, and then we'll talk about sugar intake as well. It is 100% important to know the developmental and nutritional impacts of leaning too heavily on screens or too much added sugar in a child's diet. But a happy medium can exist. Let's talk about screen time. So the recommendations for screen time is zero to 18 months of age, no screen time except for video chatting with loved ones, 18 months to two years, one hour, but co-watching. So you're watching with your child over two years of age to five years of age, zero to three hours. So you can do none, or you can do one hour on the weekdays and three hours on weekends. So I think it's very important to balance other activities when it comes to screen time. 
This is important to balance visual health. So remember that too much close work, which includes tablets, iPads, um, phones without breaks is actually not great for the eyes. I actually had an episode about visual health and screens. Also, it's important to balance language development and other priorities like sleep, face-to-face activities with a caregiver. I respect the importance of all of these things. And as a pediatrician mom myself, we balance these things. You know, if our son had a great day in the morning playing outside, no screens, maybe we're going to lean in on having a little more screen time in the afternoon. But if all day, every day he's watching the screen, we're going to say, hmm, it's probably too much. We need to really turn the screen off, do other activities. But I myself know the rules and have tweaked based on development. When we saw our son having joint attention, so under one year of age, but really more so that 13, 14 month old, he was pointing to things, he was starting to say words, and we began co-watching. So according to the recommendations, he was zero to 18 months, we should not be watching TV except for video chatting. But we started to co-watch early. We realized that the recommendations are there, but can we tweak this? based on what makes sense for our child's development, balancing all the other things, right? What are those other things that I need you to prioritize when it comes to screens? Sleep, interactions with us uninterrupted, and also we watch screens on our larger device and smaller to protect visual health. Decisions we have made, understanding child development and the big picture. And that is what I hope that you all do. Going into sugar intake. So I do believe sugar intake is something we should also watch when it comes to added sugar. Added sugar are things that we add. So for example, like you go to the store and buy, you know, granola bars and you look at the package and it says added sugars, eight grams. Some things have a lot of sugar that is added. Too much added sugar does impact our health. And I think this is clear to say, no one's going to lie to you, but yes, too much is not great. It can lead to heart disease, diabetes. The recommendation is under two, we should not have any added sugars. And so that means nothing but naturally occurring sugars. Remember, fruit is a naturally occurring sugar. It has fiber, other nutrients that kind of bypass and counteract the sugar content. So we're talking about added sugars. Over two years of age, the recommendation is 25 grams, which is about six teaspoons of added sugar per day. Remember that added sugar refers to processed sugars, not naturally occurring sugars like fruits, like I mentioned. So now knowing these rules, you have a one-year-old who is meeting that recommendation of no added sugar, okay? Who has a birthday party and a smash cake. And you're deciding, what kind of smash cake am I going to do? Am I going to do one with sugar, one with not? And you want to put added sugar in it because cakes taste good with sugar. I mean, let's be honest. Is your one-year-old going to go down a path of being addicted to sugar if they eat that cake? If your 18-month-old goes to a birthday party and has a cupcake, is this giving them a lifetime of sugar addiction and unhealthy habits? No, it's about taking the recommendation It's about balance. It's about understanding the big picture, knowing that added sugar can be in our life, but to create balance with other foods. I personally do look at added sugars when I buy cereals for Ryan and also snack bars, aiming to keep each serving under seven grams of added sugars. This is important to me because I don't want it to become where he's getting so much added sugar, which I said is a balance. But I know that if he goes to a party and has something with more added sugar, or one day he's having more added sugar than we normally would, it's okay. It's balance. It's moderation. It's understanding the big picture. So much of information out there are recommendations. Recommendations I hope you listen to, but you can make rules based on these recommendations. They're not set in stone and you can be flexible if you want. Know the best recommendations for health, safety, and development for kids and make the choices that make sense, understanding 
that you may adjust rules or make exceptions, and that is okay. Should you completely ignore guidelines and recommendations? No. But can there be some moderation in things like screens and sugar as long as you're balancing overall health and development? Yes, there can be. The next thing we're talking about is Instagram-worthy play areas, activities, and meals. I love social media, but I do believe it has caused our generation to be obsessed with perfection and caused unhealthy comparison. So I'm on a mission to remind you that you have to be careful on what you consume on social. Make sure to listen to my episode, Five Ways Social Media Affects Our Parental Mental Health and How to Bring Back Peace, because I talk all about the love and hate of social media on that episode. On social media, you will find so many amazing ideas, activities, meals, play spaces, etc. But just a reminder that you do not have to do everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes, it's a reference to the Oscars because I recorded this right after that. But you have to pick and choose what's important to you or most important. Or maybe nothing is important and that's okay. As a parent, you can't do everything. And sometimes social media can make you feel lesser than that you have to buy these things, that you have to do this thing, that you have to make your play area look like on a showcase, like you feel these needs to do these things to keep up with the Joneses on social. But remember, fancy things are not needed. Our kids don't know fancy. They don't care about fancy. They just care about you. So you have to create balance by not becoming overwhelmed with all the perfection you see in real life, but also on social media. And it's happening more on social because you are following many different people. Everyone seems perfect. Everyone's sharing their highlight reel and it can be overwhelming. Do these things, you know, the play areas, meals, activities, do them because it makes you happy. You have the time or money to do it. You have resources. And most importantly, you want to do it but not because someone on social is doing it or you feel you would be an inferior parent if you don't. As a pediatrician, mom, and podcaster, I want to share with you a podcast I recently discovered. It's called Understood Explains, and this season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Artube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. I listened to an episode called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 plans, and I learned so much that I honestly didn't know before. I now feel I can better explain these to my patients and their families and better support them in their neurodiversity journey. Navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences can be confusing, and this podcast helps to validate these struggles and provide actionable tips that are useful for parents, teachers, and clinicians. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood explains. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart, protein plus, and keto. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from each week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. I absolutely love the spicy jalapeno, lime cheddar chicken, and mushroom chicken thighs with wild rice. Keep kitchen time to a minimum with factor meals because they're ready in two minutes. No shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleanup. I work from home and love the convenience and how delicious factor meals are. Head to factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 and use code peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code peedsdoctalk50 at factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first 
box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with non-toxic medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, diaper rashes, and other types of skin damage. I discovered Active Skin Repair and their baby spray from my community when our daughter was a newborn and had constant diaper rashes, and it really helped and continues to help. Containing hypochlorous acid, which is an effective option for helping with yeast diaper rashes, we just spray or dab active skin repair onto the skin with a clean cloth or cotton ball let's sit for 15 seconds and then apply our balm or ointment of choice with over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and to get 20% off your order using code PEDSDOC that's p-e-d-s-d-o-c Number three is having to take care of routine chores, life, all of that. I get it. We want to create balance here. I don't think it's healthy for us to completely do everything that we need to do around the house and not have playtime for the kid or child-centered activity. But chores and tasks are part of being a parent. And for some who work full-time, sometimes these chores and tasks will happen with your child. And your kid is not being deprived of a childhood if you have to take them with you to run an errand at a grocery store. Yes, you will have playtime for them. But time with you running errands can actually turn out to be a fun bonding or learning experience for them, like taking them to the grocery store. I get it that it can be harder to do this, but some of us, you know, I work full time and I take Ryan to all my errands now. It's important for me, not because I don't want to do that on my days off when he's at school. I want to do other things for me or for my business or for my passion. So I'll take him and he loves it. He's like, mommy, we go to Target. Mommy, we go to Publix, which is our local grocery store. And he learns about food. He learns about how I interact with the teller or how I interact with, you know, at the teller at the bank or how I interact with people at the grocery store. He learns so much by watching me do all the things that we do as adults. Is that what we do every day when he's off? No, we play, we have stuff planned for him. But errands and chores and stuff is part of life. There is a lot of guilt surrounding doing chores with your kid or around your kid. And look, I said this, I want them to have kid-centered activities. It's important. Like we can't just do everything for ourselves. But I remember having fond memories going with my dad to Home Depot or with my mom to the grocery store or clothes shopping with her. And this happened because one, they had to take us. They had to run errands and we had to go with them. So don't beat yourself up over routine, over chores, over life. Do I wish every parent can have help so that they can do these things less and that we can be more spontaneous with our children? Yes. But remember, these activities are part of your life and they may involve your kiddo too. And when mixed with other activities, all of these things teach our children about responsibility. It teaches them about joint tasks. It teaches them that the things that have to get done in the family and it can open their eyes to new things. Like I said, different foods at the grocery store or other things that happen to make the family continue to run. So drop the guilt that you have to do certain things. Like I said, when Ryan is home on the weekends, you know, he goes to preschool full time in the weekdays. That is when I work on Pete's Doc Talk stuff clinically. My husband works and we do have protected time. You know, sometimes I have to do work, but it is time where we say, we got to go run an errand. You're going to come with us. And we build it up and he gets so excited now. And when the weekend's approaching, he now asks, mommy, we go to Target And I'm like, no, sweetie, this weekend, we're not going to Target. This weekend, we're going to the beach. But it becomes such a normal thing to him that he understands that we're going to have fun and play. 
but we also will have from time to time take care of some things for the family. And it teaches them so much about human relationships, about responsibility, like I mentioned. Number four of the five things I hear parents feel bad about, but I don't want you to, is not knowing what to do all the time. What I love most about parenting is figuring it out. Yes, I understand development psychology and behavior, but even for me, it's about looking at a situation and maybe not knowing what to do all the time and being okay with that and pivoting and troubleshooting. And I think so much of learning in parenting is there. Not knowing exactly what to do, not reading about it anywhere, but having a general framework of your parenting goals and using that to guide decision-making. And parenting is not about having scripts. I understand how useful reading scripts can be. And I have resources that I created that go over scripts and I think it's valuable, but I also don't want you to feel that you're saying the wrong thing all the time and that you feel like that script is not natural for you. It's sometimes okay not knowing what to say and that's fine, right? You may mess up, but that is sort of what parents and parenting is all about. Realizing you may want to change, have a do-over and pivot. It's about repairing apologizing and growing. And I think when you realize that you let go of guilt, shame, and self-pressure to always do the right things and check all the checkboxes. I also hope that Pete's Doc Talk can continue to be a source of balance. You know, I take the recommendations and child health and development and give you all the info, but remind you of balance when balance is possible, which is important for our mental health. And also will make you feel like, you know what? I do know what I'm doing. I'm learning and doing amazing. And it's okay if I don't know everything all the time. The last one, which I hear a lot from, especially moms, is when they feel bad about taking care of themselves or taking time for themselves. There's so much we feel bad about as parents and taking care of yourself shouldn't be one of those things. Listen, we need help. We need time for ourselves. You know, I've watched a lot of people I love become martyrs in motherhood. I've watched my sister, close friends, loved ones refuse help when they have it. They say, I have to do it all. I feel like I have to do it all. And those same people look back at their early motherhood years and say, I wish I allowed help more. I wish I let go of control more. Please, we cannot do this alone. And I always imagine what my mothering experience would have been like had we not had a traumatic delivery with Ryan. But because of the traumatic delivery, I was forced to let go of control. I was forced to let people help me. And in many ways, it made me realize because it had to happen that that was amazing for us, that I didn't have to do it all, that this was great. And Sometimes it'll take you experiencing it for you to realize that your child will be okay, you will be okay, and you will still be bonded to your child. And the reality is sometimes help isn't there. But when it is, I want us to embrace it. I respect that some women refuse to ask for help because maybe you don't need it and that's respectful and I get that. Or maybe you don't ask for help or want the help because of anxiety, like postpartum anxiety, that this can prohibit you from trusting others to care for your child or worry about your child. But if that's happening, I need you to really remember to think about your mental health. Think about what support you really need to feel like yourself. If it means you don't leave your child, that is fine. I'm not asking us to separate mothers and children and you need the help and why are you doing it? I'm just asking you to have insight because it's okay for you to take that break and take that moment. But you do not have to sacrifice yourself for your child. It's a reality that, of course, our children take up a large time, mental space, and even physical aspect of our lives but we have to accept help when we have it. If you're really struggling, you got to search for the help. Whether it's a partner, talking to your partner about paid help, flying someone in, you got to utilize your system and your community here. 
This help can also be to not just take care of the child. Like I've talked to moms who do not want anyone else taking care of their kid, whether that's from personal choice, anxiety, it doesn't matter to me where it's coming from. But you don't have to have people help you with your kid. Sometimes it can mean that that person can help you with cleaning bottles or making food or helping with dishes or running an errand for you. This is about having people help you how you need to be helped, not demanding that they help you in the way that I'm saying it on this episode. It doesn't matter how that person's helping, but I just want you to have some more mental peace because the more pockets of time that you create, and that pocket of time is not only actual time on the clock, but mental space as well. You create more space and time for you, and this will bring you peace. More time for you to feel like yourself again, and you will. Your mental health radiates in a home, and we have to take care of you. And your mental health matters to you and your child. And I want to protect that at all cost. So don't feel bad about taking care of yourself. So there you have it. Five things I hear parents feel bad about, but they shouldn't. And I could have done even more, but it was a short and sweet episode. Make sure you leave a review if you love this episode and share it on social media. Don't forget to do that. Share with a loved one. The Peace Doc Talk podcast is a top 50 parenting podcast. Sometimes we hit the top 10, top 20, but I really want this podcast to continue to grow and you are involved in that success. As a reminder, I will be going to only Wednesday episodes mid-May to create more balance when our baby girl is born. Yes, baby girl, if you don't know already, you're hearing it first here before social media. Thanks for joining me. And I can't wait for more amazing episodes coming your way on the show. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. As always, please leave a review, share this episode with a friend, share it on your social media. Make sure to follow me at Pete's Doc Talk on Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Pete's Doc Talk TV. We'll talk to you soon. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.